to the Forerunners Podcast. You're listening to part two of our interview with Mike Cap. Before we get into the second part of our interview, I want to tell a story of my chance encounter with Mike's dad. Mike's dad is in the restaurant business, and so am I, kind of, even though I'm a plumber. But we do plumbing for a ton of restaurants in the Hampton Roads area and beyond. Well, I went out to do some service work at a restaurant, and I I met the restaurant's big boss there to uh, get instructions on what I needed to do. And it was the middle of the summer during a heat wave. I think it was in, in the middle of July. And uh, we were just talking about how hot it is. And I was telling him that uh, I run, and to, to deal with the heat, I have to go out and run in the morning so I don't, like, burn to death in the afternoon. He goes, oh, you run? I, I got a son who's a runner. He, he does crazy stuff. He'll go out in the middle of the week and, like, rip off 15 miles or whatever. He runs with, like, a big group in Virginia Beach called, like, a, like North End something. And I was like, North End Run Club? And he was like, yeah. And I knew I knew a lot of people in the running community at this point. So I was like, well, who's your son? And he said, Mike Kapitanakis. And I was like, are you serious? I had just asked him to be on the, uh, on the podcast. And I told him how Mike had just killed the Hampton Roads Full Tour Challenge, which you'll hear about in a few minutes on this podcast. But he had told me kind of Mike's backstory about running and how he had ran to, uh, he had started running to cut weight in, in high school and things of that nature. But I just thought it was interesting. I, I took a picture of me and his dad and I sent it to him over Instagram and said, hey, look who I just met. And uh, we just talked about how it was a small world. But... So his dad gave me a couple spoilers before we talk, before me and Mike did this interview, but I just thought that was a pretty uh, cool encounter that I would share with you guys. But without further ado, let's jump into some of Mike's race experiences, uh, the challenges he's done, and how he's handled uh, running during the pandemic. Enjoy. go we're back after our couple second break for you guys it was a week um we're going to talk about lots of racing now uh the first thing we're going to talk about is this this past week um the world was watching as you and i went head to head (laughs) at seashore 50k you called me out man yeah i mean we went head to head you passed me a few times (laughs) You ended up getting second place, and I ended up getting a hundred third. So finish, in the, man. <laughs> in the end, it wasn't much of a competition. But uh, you've done five now. So did you get your did you get your belt buckle? Uh, apparently, they didn't order them in time, but they will be coming in and mailed. So gotcha. I'm looking forward to getting that. So you've done five. Have you reached the pinnacle, or are you just gonna keep doing it and up in your goal, dude? Uh, well, my goal for this past one was sub four hours. Yeah, and you know what I ran. Four hours and 34 seconds. <laughs> so I have not met my goal yet. Oh, man. My goal so, is sub four for next year. Nice. Do you, think, do you think that once you meet that goal, you'll make bigger goals and keep on trying? I know you yeah. love Florida. Uh, not Florida. <laughs> Florida State Park. <laughs> I know you love first landing. So it's like kind of a natural thing for you to. I mean, Seashore is my favorite race. Is it? Yeah. And I'm going to run it every year that I can. Dang, they need to make a 10-year belt buckle then. Well, they, they give jackets for 10 years. Seriously? Yeah. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, well, this was the 11th year, so I guess last year was the first year for oh, 10. Oh, okay. But Did anybody earn it? I mean, earn yeah, the Yeah, there's jacket? a couple people that have run all, all 11 of them. Holy mm-hmm. moly. Yeah. Dude, it's no... That, that race is no joke. I remember volunteering for it last year. Yeah, I think that was the first time I saw you. Yeah. yeah you I met there cheering. I met a ton of people for the first time last year. Yeah. Like, it was my anniversary for friendship for a lot of people. <laughs> Like including, uh, I think I met Barry, mm-hmm. I met James there. That's where I asked them to be on the podcast. Yeah. Like, because it hadn't happened yet. It was it was like a new... In the works. Yeah. So I was like, hey, you're on my list. And then uh, James, I actually asked on the spot because he was like, yeah, I'm doing... I He's talking about uh, the majors. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's talk about that. Yeah. So that, that was uh, where I met a lot of people first. But I remember volunteering at that... At the 64th Street, uh, no, it was the... You were on the uh, the other side. The other side. Across Mantis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember being there, and the volunteers that I was with saying, they look really happy now, but then, like, on the last half of the race, they'll look like different people. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you start to get, you start to feel crippled, your body starts to turn on you, you start to get, go through that adversity, and I know I experienced that. I was, I was like, dying. That was so. my main goal for this year was to finish Osmanthus for the second time and not completely be dead. Yeah. Because the past two years, I ran the exact same race and I crapped out right after Osmanthus both mm-hmm. times. Yeah. Like the last five miles or so. So that's what I really focused on this year. And I finished strong. Yeah. But it was just 34 seconds. Let's ask that. <laughs> this, is a good, this is good for me too. Some advice for me. When you run a race... And you have a problem in the race that keeps happening. Like you said, right after Osmanthus mm-hmm. on the second loop. What do you do to prepare for to to overcome that that uh, same thing happening the next time? Like what did you do to, to prep yourself for that and try to have a better race? Well, I ran Osmanthus more times this year yeah. probably than ever <laughs> for one. Yeah. Um, ran more miles yeah. in total. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's key. Just just pr- just doing, doing it over and putting, over. Yeah. Putting a little bit more work in, mm-hmm. uh, both physically and on the exact trail you're trying that, to. And then I also did more gels more frequently yeah. this year than I have in the past. Yeah. So intaking more calories. I uh, I ate plenty. I ate a lot. Yeah. Um, but um, the only thing I dealt with was was my cramping in the hamstrings. So I started uh. I started reaching out to some of my friends. I actually, you know, one of the, one of the th- themes of James's podcast, um, James Moore's podcast, was that he likes salt tabs. Yeah. And I saw him right when I started cramping up. I was like, dude, you got some salt tabs? He was like, yeah, man. <laughs> he gave me one. Yeah. And I took it. And then I had a pickle. And then I started, I finally got my uh, my own salt tabs that I had brought from my wife. She she was there kind of, uh, I guess, crewing me. And uh I started popping them things, and then eventually, a couple people have told me I should have been taking uh, a lot more salt tabs than I did. But I thought I was overdosing on salt, dude. It, I mean, <laughs> I don't do a lot of salt tabs. I'll, I'll do them more in the uh, summer when I'm sweating a lot mm-hmm. more. But for like this past race, I didn't use any just because mm-hmm. I mean it was cold and I didn't feel like I was sweating as yeah. much. I mean, maybe I could have used one or two, but yeah, mine came down to I think my troubles came down to my nutrition during my taper dude because i didn't only <laughs> run less i paid less attention to how nutritious 
my meals were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I did that to myself. Well, so, hey, you finished? Yeah, I did finish. I did finish. And then set a goal, do it again next year, and try to beat your time. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm thinking I'm going to. I told somebody that I told it the the world that it was my retirement. Yeah, you've but retired I, from marathons. You've retired. You retired after I'm, every distance. I think I'm coming out of retirement for all those because I think I can just do better at all of them. Yeah. I think I can prepare myself better. This is the reason I think about coming out of retirement for the 50k because I didn't I didn't hurt. My body wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. If I it hadn't been for the cramps, I could have at least run run walked that last and that's something you could easily fix yeah and i think it would take a lot of time off the uh off the um off my uh past finishing time but yeah i just wanted to i just wondered how you adjust when you try to fix problems that you have that are recurring during a race Mm -hmm. because i at about mile 20 for every long distance race i do about mile 20 is when my my cramps start so i really need to address these cramps that i'm having so (laughs) Um, JFK 50, I think last year, um, you ran the JFK 50 and this is one thing I learned about you when I met you at Seashore is that the JFK 50 wasn't even that far away from the Seashore 50K. Yeah, it's about a month. Yeah. I think it was like November 17th last year. Yeah. So you're like coming off an ultra to do another, a, a shorter ultra. So you're either in my mind, you're either in like really good shape for the race or you're still recovering from 50 miles the key is what you do in between yeah like try not to do too much yeah like kyle carlson he he did the same thing this year and he asked for a lot of advice yeah he did jfk and then seashore Mm -hmm. and i told him just you know kind of take it easy in between you might think you're feeling good but just you know don't push it yeah just kind of maintain you you train for jfk yeah you know train for a 50 and then with that fitness just bring it into seashore yeah just don't kill yourself in between that's kind of yeah. my plan at least yeah so where where's i think we've talked about jfk 50 with a couple runners on um on forerunners podcast where does jfk 50 take place at starts in boonesboro maryland yeah yeah gotcha and does it end in a whole nother city it ends in um God, i'm drawing a there's a loop it's it's like a horseshoe Oh, okay. Yeah, I forget the uh, Hagerstown. Okay. Yeah, so it's like a little horseshoe, like a couple miles in between. They have a shuttle that goes from the finish to the start in yeah. a normal year. I don't think they did this year. Yeah. It's but, a really popular. Yeah, it's the uh, biggest. It's one of the, is it one of the oldest or one of the oldest and yeah. the biggest ultras? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Twelve hundred participants. It's uh, I mean, fifty-seven. Yeah. Fifty-eight was th- this year. Yeah. Is it lots of uh? Is it lots of hills and mountains? It's a couple big climbs. Yeah. So the very beginning of it starts up a up a road. So it's paved. So you're pretty much climbing for like two miles. And then you get on the AT. And the Appalachian Trail is kind of up and down, up and down. Yeah. Climb. And then after about 16 miles on the trail, you do this big switch back. You descend like 1,000 feet. Dang. And then you're on a towpath along the river for 26.3 miles. Holy moly. So just flat marathon, pretty flat. It's a casual grade because you're going yeah. against the, the water. And then the last nine miles, you're back on a paved road, like hills. I mean, it's it's a tough race. Yeah. I think, if I'm recalling right, Ryan Conrad told a story about this. I think he, he did the JFK 50. Yeah. And he said that when he got home, they made him a big old fat dinner <laughs> and that he fell asleep on his plate. Yeah. 
I mean, the first year I did it, I sat in the back. We, we drove home. My wife drove home that night. Yeah. Like, we did Jack and like, let's get home. I yeah. laid in the back seat. And we, I think we stopped at Chick-fil-A. I was eating Chick-fil-A in the back. I think I had a mimosa back there. <laughs> I was just laying down. <laughs> how many times have you done it? Two? Twice, yeah. Twice. And is it, how, how do you rank it among like the ultras that you've done? It's, I mean, probably one of my favorites behind yeah. Seashore for sure. Yeah. Gotcha. And that 50, 50 miles is the longest like set distance race you've, you've done, right? Yeah. Gotcha. Here's my question. Are you going to shoot for... A belt buckle style race, man. Eventually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is in your, it, it is in your, your plans. Yeah, just I mean, keep going, keep pushing it. Why not? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I don't have any immediate plans or any races yeah. I want to do, but yeah. eventually. Gotcha. Now let's talk a, a little bit about your um, some of these time time races, because for people who aren't familiar with the the ultra the ultra race community or the how the races work. Sometimes there's set distances like 50Ks and 50 milers, 100 milers. There's there's even like 240 milers. Yeah. And Jason Hallenbeck was on and was doing like a 340 Yeah, he's on a whole nother ultra level. My (laughs) man is crazy. So, but there's also races that are like 24-hour races and 8-hour races. You've done both those kind, haven't you? I've not done a 24. You have done an 8-hour race this past yeah. uh, October in 11-hour race in March. Oh, 11, the 11-hour race. What's that called? March Maniac, 11-hour. And that's the, uh, is that at Freedom Park? It was in I'm thinking um, of free- Warhill Complex. Okay, I'm thinking of um, of Single Track Maniac. Yeah, Single Track Maniac. Same people do the, that same race. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So what is an 8-hour and an 11-hour race like? Just go as far as you can for that set time. It's usually a little loop, right? Yeah. Both of them were, uh, I want to say like three. I think the 11-hour race was like a three and a half mile loop. Mm-hmm. And then the eight-hour race was a little smaller than that. Gotcha. But yeah, just run in circles. And then the 11-hour the race, I got Ben Messer to come out. Yeah. His wife, Megan, came and Shelly was there cheering us on. And I mean, they were freezing. It was throughout the night it's in a March. Cold one, yeah. yeah, it was early March, right before the pandemic yeah, started. Yeah. And it was just freezing through the night. Thank, thank you to Shelly and Megan for for braving the cold. So, mentally doing a small loop like that for an ultra, what is it like? Is it is it difficult or is it like comforting because it's small? I think it's it's kind of comforting. I would yeah. say, mm-hmm. yeah, you just kind of do the loop over and over, and then if you start to hurt, just walk. You know, there's you yeah. know you're gonna have to take it easy at some point in eleven yeah. hour or. You know, if I ever do a 24-hour race in that style. Yeah. I think one of the things that I like about it is that I could always see my people. Yeah. Like, over and over again. And, like, sometimes when you're running a long race, there's such a huge gap between when you see the people that are there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a small loop race like that, feel, I feel like it would be... My wife is really good at pep talking me. Yeah. So I bet you, you know, it would be really beneficial for me to do one of those races definitely just be yeah they're definitely it's great to see them after every every loop and then especially because you have your table with your nutrition and whatever you need yeah. there so you're not out without anything for too long yeah there's a 24-hour race here right sandy bottom is that 24 hours yeah i actually just heard about that this past year really that's something i might be interested in yeah i i think i think sometimes 24-hour races involve naps dude Hey, it's like right not? up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> like who can sleep the longest? Yeah. 
<laughs> so that's that's cool though. I I um. There's also been kind of an ultra race. I think the uh, the term that people use for this is a fat ass race. Yeah. Where it's just kind of put on unofficially. Unofficial. There's not no support, mm-hmm. like no official support. But uh, Scott Ward put together one uh, a little while back called Glory Over Pain. And it was, um, I think it was last summer. Yeah, last July. Two summers ago, before he moved. So it was July 2019. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah not this year. Yeah, 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 yeah 2019. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember it was so, it's such a heat wave yeah. that they had to make it from six hours to, to three hours, I think. Right. So, and you did that. Yeah. So what was that like? It was hot, first of all. Yeah. Yeah, the Jordan Bridge is something else. I know you've gone out there Mm -hmm. a few times, but Mm -hmm. I think I did 20 miles on that bridge that day. But the story behind this race is after that, you know, did 20 miles. I think I finished second to Steve again, you know? Yeah. Something that'll probably happen a lot. Well, more I'll tell in the you future. what. I remember. I remember this well. Ryan Carroll did. Oh, a Ryan Carroll. That's who dude. it was. Yeah. And I don't. I don't think. I don't. Steve Spears was out there. Somebody yeah. told me that if it had. Go, if it was, an ultra length, that Steve would have would have crushed yeah. out there. But yeah, after that race, you know, I felt good about myself. Went home. I think I took a nap, and then got up, and my wife and I were like, "Let's go get some. You know, get some dinner." We went and got Mexican. Yeah. Had a big margarita. You know how Mexican is. It's like a. 20 minute process you're in and out you yeah. know you're done with your feet like oh what do we do now so like, let's go to the oceanfront let's get on those scooters you know that's right when the scooters first came yeah. out <laughs> we're all about it so we go we have a beer or two and i get on the scooter and i'm cruising along and then these people walk in front of me and i try to get up on the curb and i crash oh gosh and i fell and broke my wrist and busted my head on the sidewalk <laughs> I mean, it was bad. I took an ambulance to the hospital. A lot of people don't know this story. I don't know. You know what? When I was looking at your social media, I saw a brace on your hand in a video. Yep. And I thought you just had carpal tunnel, dude. No. Yeah, I didn't put anything on social media. <laughs> but yeah, it was kind of embarrassing, but yeah, you know, it, it happened. Dang, um, dude. So yeah, that was in uh, the July. Dang. And so I had surgery on my wrist. And I was, and I didn't run for like a month, you know, I was out. Really? Yeah, I was out. And then it was the week before rock and roll, I kind of started to run again. Mm-hmm. But I knew I wasn't in shape because I'd taken a month off and, you know, my wrist wasn't right. Yeah. So I decided I'm going to do rock and roll, but I'm just going to do it casually. I'm not going to race it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I hadn't run at all. Mm-hmm. So I ran with the group with Barry and a bunch of people. with a, as, as a That's two. the video I saw. The, yeah, the, that's the video. Because uh, Glenn gave y'all a, a, a um, little can Yeah, Miller Lite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that was probably my favorite race ever. Yeah. Because I wasn't out there running for myself. I wasn't racing. We were with a big group of people. Mm-hmm. And we were pacing at two hours trying to get people to finish sub two for the first time yeah you know so that was probably the most rewarding race yeah i'd ever done nice and i mean ever since then i haven't been able to lift weights as much so i've been running a lot more yeah so that's kind of where i really got into more running shape in the past year oh that's just because i i couldn't run as or couldn't lift as much so i just dove deep into running that's 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 really interesting story yep i uh i legit in my head when I saw that. It was you uh Glenn had given y'all that and y'all were chugging and I saw the 
wristing. I it was just a fleeting thought. I was like, oh, he must have carpal tunnel or something. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good backstory. All right, man. The pandemic has hit us. Mm. We have suffered cancellation after cancellation. But you, my friend, out of a lot of people that I know, have not let that stop you. Because no. almost every race that you love, you ran virtually, even if it wasn't a virtual race. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you were prepared for it, you did it. Um, I'm going to list some stuff off here. This, uh, the Long Creek 60K. Yep. Um, the Biffledink 10x5K. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about uh, the Speed Project DIY because we were actually on a team together. Yeah. Um, re- let's talk about Long Creek, uh, the real race first, because mm-hmm. it's only happened once, I think. One, yeah, one. Yeah, they've only race. had yeah. one, and they were, it, that was the first one they were going to have, and you know, it got thrown off this year. What is that like? Because Long Creek's kind of a tough freaking trail. Yeah, well, I mean, that race in particular, it pretty much touches every single trail. Does it? It gets the most out of the park that a race possibly can, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, it was tough. Like I said, that was the race when I came right back from Europe. Yeah. And with the new shoes. Yeah. I mean, I was fat and happy from, mm-hmm. you know, carb loading in France and Italy. <laughs> That's funny. I ran a great race, though. I mean, it was a perfect day for early April. It was, you know, it was warm, but it wasn't, like, hot. Yeah. But, yeah, I just love that race. Yeah. I'm interested to, uh, I'll probably try to volunteer at it once before I'd ever sign up for it. Yeah, well, it's supposed to happen this year again, so yeah, yeah, come on out. We'll see what happens. Now, uh, you decided to do do the 60K virtually. Yeah. Um, did you do the exact route? I did. Yeah? I did the exact route by myself on the same day it was supposed to happen. That was early on in the pandemic. Early April. So, so I feel like, oh, yeah, that was yeah. like... That was like right when the cancellations were happening. Mm-hmm. Happening. So, um, really, you're one of the first ones that that had to, uh, I guess, other Shamrock. after Shamrock, yeah, yeah Shamrock. Um, what was it like for you on that initial like by yourself? I'm doing this long distance, like for the first it time. It was it was hard, man, because yeah. that day it was so hot, yeah, so warm, and I wasn't prepared. I had one handheld bottle. <laughs> I mean. First landing, you run by some water fountains, but the way that that course is designed, you don't you don't hit them very frequently. Yeah. So I had to make a decision at one point to go right and do Osmanthus, you know, two and a half mile loop without water, yeah. or go left and add on an extra mile just to get some water. Oh, so I, I mean, I ran into some difficult times like that, and yeah, being out there by myself, it was it was really tough. I'm guessing your time for the virtual wasn't as good as your time for the. No for way. The real yeah, one. the real one I was like five thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, and then this one I was probably out there for over maybe seven hours or so. Yeah. That was good virtual experience because you did a couple more virtuals uh, alone. Now, my personal favorite race, the Biffledink Ten by Five K. You you ran it the same year I ran it, but I don't think we met each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a big. I love that race. It's like a big. It seems like a miniature festival. Yeah, kind of. So. Like, there's lots of tents. I remember seeing Matt Sanchez but not meeting him because he was really easy to spot because he had an orange tent. Oh, yeah. And, like, had, like, a table set up in there just by himself. And, you know, the sun was shining through the tent and making it all orange. He was right next to me. But uh, you did that by yourself, too. I did. Yeah. yeah that that was kind of like a last-minute kind of thing. I mean, I did it on the same day it was supposed to happen. Yeah. 
you know, I got up. I think the first one I did was 5 or 6 a.m. You know, I started way earlier than yeah. the norm race normally would. Mm-hmm. And my wife is sleeping upstairs. I go run a 5K loop around the neighborhood, and I come back, like, you know, 20-minute loop or so. And I sit on the couch. I'm like, oh, am I really going to do this? <laughs> am I going to go out by myself? So sure enough, go out, do it again, come back, just sitting around by myself, you know, nothing going on. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then eventually, you know, my wife comes out. She'll ride the bike around while I do a couple loops. Yeah. And then Ben, he he was signed up to do it as well. And then he started his at like 5 p.m. Mm-hmm. or maybe a little earlier. And we we had a couple where we intersect it because gotcha. we lived close to each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we both did that, and I mean that was just it was fun, but it was it was definitely a tough day. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the speed project DIY. Sham came on. And talked about the speed project, um, and obviously that got derailed by the pandemic. So they put on uh, a do-it-yourself version, and Ryan Conrad put together a team of 18 people, and we were both included on that team. We yeah. were the Coastal Virginia Ospreys. Yeah, see, they got the shirt on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Repre- representing, dude. Um, what was that experience like for you? That was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I went out, I think my first leg um, was like 4 p.m. So, like, everyone had run earlier that day. Yeah. And I was just kind of waiting around, waiting around. I didn't get to run till 4. And it was, that was when we were doing 15-minute mm-hmm. legs. So, yeah, I went out to the track close to my house. ran as fast as I could for 15 minutes. Yeah. And then came back. And I think my next leg was like two hours later. Went and did that again. And then I signed up for, or volunteered, I guess. For the overnight legs mm-hmm. because I didn't mind running that night yeah you know so I I had a 30-minute segment and then someone else had a 30-minute segment and then I had another and I was like you know what instead of doing two 30-minute segments let me do one full hour and just yeah. do as much as I can who was it you you and Ben decided that yeah because right? me and Stephen McKenzie were in the same boat mm-hmm. and Stephen was like dude just come sleep over at my house and I'll ride a bike with you and you ride a bike with me and for two hours we had we did thirty minutes, thirty minutes, thirty minutes, and we just switched off and rode bikes. So. Yeah. See, I don't know how. Did you like doing it thirty minute by thirty minute? Um, I think I liked it at that point in my fitness better than doing a whole hour. Yeah. At that point in my in my yeah. personal. My fitness. thought process was just do an hour mm-hmm. and I can get to sleep earlier. Yeah. Because I think I had like I was scheduled for like a nine a.m. leg, you yeah. know. <laughs> but yeah, that was awesome. And then the next day. When we went over to um, Ryan's house, yeah. yeah, Ryan's house, and we were doing the first, we were doing what, like fifteen minute loops or something yeah, like that. Yeah, that got that got tough because we started doing eight hundreds, yeah, and then eventually doing four hundreds. And really, you and a couple other guys were carrying the team on that. Uh, eventually, I think I, I think my calf got so tight that I thought if I run another fast loop, uh, fast for me, yeah, that I'm gonna pop my calf. So I stopped, and you guys kept going. It was like y'all were machines, dude. Yeah, there were like, like four of us. We were end. just doing 400 or 800 as fast as you could. Come back, have like five-minute break. Go yeah. again. Go, Mike. It, at the end, it was you, Drew, Josh, and who else was holding the fort down? Ben was running as well. Ben uh, and Ryan was running, Ryan running those was for doing, a while. Yep, yeah, yep. So those were that was tough, but it was a great yeah. experience. It kind of gave that little community 
experience that, like Biffle Dink would. Yeah, and we thought we were, we were going to end up top three, top five. Dude, that was such a messed up thing. Yeah. And they, then they came out and said 1500 freaking Strava posts hadn't posted. Yeah, we, we I mean, we ended up like 14th, right? It's Something still like great out of, yeah. out of over 100 teams. But it was like, we thought... When we left, we, that, were up we there. thought we were getting third. Mm-hmm. So, but it was we still, all ran hard. I mean, it, that it was, was still, that was still impressive. Weekend. So, now we're gonna get into a back sweat boys challenge that they put out. Um, the double seven five seven. I remember they came out with this and double seven five seven. If you've listened to this before or been on Instagram, you know it's where you run seven miles or seven point five seven miles at a seven minute fifty seven second pace. Mm-hmm. And when they put that out, the day they put that out, I said to, in my head, this is impossible. <laughs> like nobody can run an exact pace like that for that set amount of time. It's impossible. And then all of a sudden they reposted like one of your Strava posts and you've done it multiple times yeah. since then. I've like, done it a few times. Yeah. They, the original one they posted on, on like a Friday night. Yeah, and I was already planning on running Saturday morning in first landing. I was like, "Oh, I'll try that. Why not?" So I went out and did it on the trails, and I finished it. You know, I did it successfully, and I looked at my stats, and my calories burned were seven hundred fifty-six. Oh yeah, you did a quadruple. I did double seven five seven. Yeah. So a couple weeks later, I planned on starting at seven five seven a.m. and trying to hit the calories because I looked through all my runs. And my calories are always very, very close to my distance. That's interesting. I don't know. I guess they calculated based on heart rate and yeah. weight and all kinds of variables. Mm-hmm. But it's always pretty close. So, I mean, the running gods align. And somehow I ended with 757 calories <laughs> for the quad. So for those of you who aren't following along, the, Mike Cat took the double 757 to a whole new level. He started at 757 a.m., Ran 7.57 miles at a 7 minute 57 second pace while burning 757 calories. That is crazy. There's there's proof of it. There's, there's yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, that's mind boggling. I've done the, the double and I think even the triple with the time of starting at 757 yeah. again. Yeah. I haven't hit the calories again. That was just a crazy thing. There are people who shoot for the double 757 and miss. Almost every time. Now, you, I feel like you can kind of get it at will. What is the secret, dude? Give For us- me, I've always started the first three, four miles faster. So mm-hmm. like a 745, 750 pace. And then the last couple of miles slow it down to over an eight. Yeah. I mean, it's not an ideal way to run, you yeah. know, a training run. But if you're just trying to hit a challenge like this, that's how I did it. So the you just watch the time tick, tick up. You know, yeah. as opposed to ticking down yeah. for your pace, mm-hmm. it, it's worked out for me. Tell me if this is accurate. Somebody told me that if you try to finish that distance, 7.57 miles, at almost exactly an hour, that works out. To hour to and 13 seconds. An hour and 13 seconds is what yeah. it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've got it dialed in, man. <laughs> That's amazing, dude. So now... Um, we put out a Hampton Roads full tour challenge, and this is. Let me tell you about my brother. I've talked. I've talked about him over and over again through this, this whole journey of this podcast. He's a big dude. He's like six four, close to three hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and really not a big old fat guy. Kind of like powerful. He's basically dominated me his whole life. But I do have 
I can control him a little bit, and here's how. If I tell my brother he won't do something, he'll do it. Yeah. So I can manipulate him in that way. And from that, he's eaten like, I think he's eaten um, a live goldfish. <laughs> he's eaten a, a cricket. Uh, he's jumped through bonfires. Um, he has done a lot of dangerous things. Things like when he started to do what I said he wouldn't do, I was like, no, dude, I was just joking. And yeah. he'd do it anyways. Like he rose to, he, he'll rise to any challenge. Mm-hmm. Like if there's something that uh, he thinks might be challenging, he'll do it. And I feel like, not that you would eat a goldfish or that <laughs> you would eat a bug, but I feel like you like to take on challenges too. Yeah, especially this year in quarantine. Like, yeah. There's no races. Let's just do something fun. Well, we kind of like laid it on thick for you early on for this Hampton Roads Full Tour Challenge because we immediately, I think the Back Sweat Boys and, and I were, were joking that you would do it all in one day. Yeah. You know, I think we called it the uh, the uh, Mike Cap Ultra Edition or something. I can't remember exactly what we called it. But we basically put it out there that Mike should do it in one day. Yeah, I heard that. And yeah. I was like, all right, challenge accepted. <laughs> Which a couple people did it. I think you did it. Um, I know Drew did did it. Jason did it. Jason did it. And uh, yeah, I think maybe one other person did it. A couple people tried. So, but it, that's super impressive. Running five city, or running all seven cities, five, at least five miles in each city. And they did it all in one day. The challenge was just to do it in seven days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you get the award for best best attempt, best effort. Because not only did you do the Hampton Roads Full Tour Challenge, seven cities, five miles in each city in seven days, but you did it in one day. You did every one of them at a seven minute, 57 second pace. Yep. And I just don't understand how. I can't wrap my mind around <laughs> well, that. I mean, that was way tougher than just doing a regular double 757. Well, first of all, I did them all on the trails as well. Yeah. Other yeah. than Norfolk, which doesn't really have any trails. Yeah, yeah. I did it on the Elizabeth River Trail, yeah. in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the first couple, not too bad. I started at Sandy Bottom, did that 757 pace, you know, nice place, haven't been there before. Yeah. And then the second one was Nolan. I knew that was going to be kind of difficult. I'm shocked that you kept a 757 pace there because it is so it the, it's so up and down. Yeah, like, it was. That was that was tough, but somehow nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I oh think the God. order was after that I went out to Suffolk and did the Lone Star or Lone. That place is awesome. Yeah. What's that? Lone place Star called? Lakes. Yeah, Lone Star Lakes. Yeah, I want to get out there again. Yeah, In I really spring, like that. I bet it'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get out there again. Yeah. Um, but we talked about it. And when you did the Elizabeth, it got hot that day. That's one thing I didn't yeah, realize was... about the challenge. I didn't think about how it was in the middle of July. You had mm-hmm. to do all July to do it. But it was freaking hot, dude. Yeah. And that was part of the challenge is getting these things done in the heat like that. Yeah. So. Norfolk was the hardest one. I think that was six, my sixth one. You know, before that was Chesapeake. Sham came out to that one. I, yeah. That was difficult too. Mm-hmm. But running on Oak Grove in a circle it was pretty easy to keep a pace. Yeah. But I went out to Norfolk, and I think I psyched myself out because before then I had been wearing the same clothes all day. You know, sweaty. Got my trail shoes on. I was like, I'm gonna go to Elizabeth River Trail, put on some fresh clothes, some road shoes. It'll be a new day. Yeah. 
I start, I mean, by this time, I don't know, it was probably 1 p.m., you know, yeah. hot. <laughs> yeah. And I ran, and I had to pause. You know, I mean, I, I did pause a couple of times yeah. with the last couple. Um, but, yeah, I almost passed out at, like, four and a half miles, almost done, almost at five miles, ready to stop. And I went under the underpass, like, down there by the, the, the stadium yeah. on the trail. And I just put my hand in my head. <laughs> Or a head in my hand, I said, oh, no, this is, this is not good. Oh, man. And then just had to eke out another half mile to finish. And then the last one was first landing. I was like, I just got to go home yeah. and finish this out. And Justin came out. And, I mean, that was really hard, too. That was probably yeah. one of the hardest runs. Man, that's – it's – I just – even with pausing, to keep that pace is just mind-boggling. So I think these – all these little – challenging feats that you do are what really uh really make me fascinated with you as a runner. I mean I like a challenge I like something unique you know yeah. something different yeah now um you did something cool the other day I think there was a dismal run a dismal swamp run for the striders that you ran was it the half the strider half yeah you did that mm-hmm. but you didn't stop there <laughs> because you this was, this was just I can't remember it was just in November they had the marathon, the Strider Marathon in half. Mm-hmm. You ran the half, and then after that, you went and ran a leg of Nurknar. Yeah. Like, what was that like, doing that? Well, Nurknar, that date already came out before the Strider half, mm-hmm. or at least before I knew I wanted to do it, I think. Mm-hmm. So I was already committed to the Nurknar team. You know, it's four people. You don't want yeah. to have to find somebody last minute kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'll, I'll do both. I'll do the last leg. So y'all do the first three and I'll come out. Should be plenty of time. You know, so I ran the half marathon, set a PR, <laughs> 121, or something. Nice. And then drove, as, not as fast, but, as, you know, fast <laughs> to get all the way to Bayville to start the, uh, oh, I started at, um, where did I start? Oh, the Wave Church on okay. Great Neck and finished at Bayville. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I started Did you that. have time to spare or was it by the skin of your teeth? Uh, I had about 45 minutes or so. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. So, yeah, so I got to chill a little bit, which could be good or bad because yeah, the legs started to get stiff. See, I thought maybe you just went and ran a leisurely half marathon, but you raced it. Yeah. If you got a PR, you did your best. Yeah, that was my, yeah. <laughs> now, did you race the Nurknar too? I ran as fast as I could. Dang, yeah. dude. I started off the first mile. I felt good. I don't know how. I felt good the first mile. It was like 6.15 or so. I was like, I got this. Yeah. And then about halfway through the second mile, my legs started seizing up. Oh, it really? It started to get really hot again. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I mean, I still finished at like a 6.40-something pace. Yeah. Yeah, and our team hey, finished that's, second. That's I mean, great. Yeah, passed you the know, first four or five place teams. team had freaking Josh Wilkes on it, didn't it? Oh yeah, that dude. People don't know about him. No, he doesn't race or anything. He just stays off the radar. Yeah, he looks like an animal when he runs, like an animal built to run. I think he did the third leg in that where it was the ten mile leg, and he ran it under a six minute pace, you know, for ten miles. <laughs> but that team has Pat and Carly. And oh, I've seen Carly run. I saw her at the seven five seven up run at the Lesnar Bridge. Mm-hmm. She beat the brakes off everybody there. Yeah, no, that's a fast team. They won the Nurkner, I think, all three years now. But I'm happy with second. <laughs> <laughs> if they're if they're dominating like that, second places 
I mean, can be like first place. I I had that with yeah. the Patriots for years and years, dude. As yeah. the Bills, hey, this if might we got be the year. Se- if we got second place, we were first place. Yeah. But now we're really in first place, dude. So <laughs> knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, knock on wood. I hope if we have to face if we get to the Super Bowl and face Brady, dude, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Man, gotta get that. He just first. brings all those weapons with him too, Gronk yeah. and freaking AB. Man, I don't know. Your team's the Chargers, aren't aren't you? Yeah. Didn't y'all beat the crap out of us this year, the Bills? Uh, or did we I haven't you? really watched much football this year. I think y'all might have <laughs> beat the crap out of us. I think we were supposed to beat you. Maybe I beat. Maybe we, we beat you. I don't know. I don't we'll know have to look back at it. It's all good. Yeah, it's hard to be into sports this year. Yeah. So. And plus, since we moved, we didn't get cable. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we live without cable. I don't know yeah. how we watch TV. We just we just subscribe to all the uh, all the streaming things. Yeah. So, and. Uh, Sometimes we, I even do um, ESPN Plus. We can watch fights that come on there. Sometimes. Well, Amazon Prime, they do a couple NFL games a week. Now. Oh, do they? Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah, they know had that. the game on last night and oh, okay. or the yesterday game, and then the one on uh, I Christmas. couldn't find it on on anything. I didn't find it on. I have an antenna, but anyway. So let's get to your goals, dude. What are your current goals? Do you have any? Well, I'm doing Long Creek, 60k. So again, my goal is just to beat my time from. Hold up, that ago. race is going to be on. Yeah, that's what you're saying because it's actually kind of close. Yeah, uh, April. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's within a quarter of a year. So that like that is close. So sixty k. Nice. I see your I see your brain taking nope, your. No, no, no. Yeah, why yeah. not? Uh, but yeah, before that, I'm doing the J J and A, um, the dawn to dusk run. Yeah, yeah, the, nice. pretty much like a Biffledink style, ten by five k in first landing. Yeah. That's at the end of January. That looks fun. Yeah. yeah, looking forward to that one. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, pretty much um, at the end of this year or end of 2021, sub four seashore 50K is my number one goal. Yeah. Sub That's four. like the top Shave goal. off 34 seconds. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Hey, it, even if you finish within seconds, that's, that's how I beat Oprah. I beat her that's by right. like 20 seconds and that's all. And I was fine with that. I was like, hey, I did it. Yeah. <laughs> But so, see, if you lost by 34 seconds, you'd be feeling like I feel right now. <laughs> for sure. I would sign back up for sure. Yeah. Now, um, let's ask this. What about bucket list stuff? I mean, I know you said like like a 100 miler is something you want to do. Do you have one that you think about? or I don't really have bucket list 100, but I just know eventually I want to do the 100 mile distance. Yeah. And I think this year... I'm going to say it now, so I might have to sign up for it. I'm going to sign up for the Mountain Masochist 50-miler. Oh, yeah. Because all the races I've done, even JFK, it's not that hilly of a race. Mm-hmm. But Mountain Masochist, there's some elevation in that. So I think my goal is just to kind of get more in the mountains and yeah, you know, get some more tough runs in. Yeah, I went to a college in Lynchburg, Virginia, and... I didn't realize people, I didn't really think that people really ran for fun. I was oblivious to it. And I had some, I had some ultra runners on my hall and they were the leaders that one was, a, one was an RA and the other one was like a, a sub leader that, mm-hmm. and, uh, they did the mountain masochist and it's 50 miles, right? Yeah. In the, in the mountains. Yeah. And they came back from that and I think laid in bed for like two days yeah and couldn't walk and uh they would tell they told they said that um 
there's a lot of there's a lot of signs that's posted that are posted on that on the trail that keep you going or like I th- I can't remember whether there was discouraging signs but I know they shared some that were encouraging but yeah yeah that's that, that's that was kind of my on my plan for this year yeah until it was canceled mm-hmm. well I didn't sign up for it because yeah. that was the sign up was during quarantine so I gotcha. thought about it this year yeah but next year I'm gonna think I'm gonna go for it so yeah you know a race has got to be tough when it's got masochist in the name exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome well let's get into some of your faves dude what's your favorite color uh probably blue all right i think that's acceptable yeah. <laughs> that's acceptable what's your favorite movie uh this is gonna sound cliche but forrest gump has always been one of my favorite nobody movies. said that nobody said that i mean yeah. that's good Forrest then, Gump is a phenomenal movie. Yeah, I mean, Sound there's so much into too. it. It's not just about running, you yeah. know? It's all about the history and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I might get some crap for this. Shelly, she definitely wanted me to mention this. Titanic is one of my favorite movies. It's a great story. Yeah. It's a great story, dude. I don't care. I yeah. love Titanic. There you, go. there you go. I like that. I like that. Now, I think we've gotten some of these already. What's your favorite race? Seashore. What's your... This is... We don't exactly know this yet, but I think people will be interested because I, we haven't mentioned it yet, but some of your friends, namely the Back Sweat Boys, have coined First Landing State Park Mike Cap State Park because that's where you've been running for like almost... Yeah. I mean, it's just where I do all my yeah, long dude. training runs. I would never call it Mike Cap State Park, <laughs> but... Thanks, Matt. <laughs> well, Drew Crew would never call Drew Crew Drew Crew. Yeah. Whoa, that was like a tongue twister. <laughs> it's it's just like that. It it's I feel like it's an honor if somebody else forces a name on it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not you. I'll take you know? it. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna so, I'm not gonna put it out there myself though. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what is your favorite route to run? Maybe it's a a specific trail in in. Uh, Oh, I mean, I love Long Creek Trail. Yeah. I mean, that's like my favorite trail. That's the top. That For me, that's the best trail. Yeah. And then Osprey. I always love Osprey, which, you know, kind of offshoots off Long Creek. Mm -hmm. But in terms of route, half of the Seashore 50K route is probably my favorite route to do. I'll start at 64th and just do pretty much the same course and come back out. It's like a 12, 13 mile run. Nice. Nice. All right, I think we know this too. What are your favorite shoes? Well, my trail shoes, the La Sportiva Bushido 2. Yeah. And road shoes, I love Saucony. Almost anything Saucony. Uh, the Freedom Series is probably my favorite. Yeah. Gotcha. I've got the Endorphin Speeds. I haven't tried the Pros yet. But... Yeah. Do you make sure that you use the right shoes? for? I mean, that's a funny question, but like, I just got trail shoes during this training block, and I feel like I don't want to let them touch the road. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even at the beginning of that, even at the beginning of uh, Seashore 50, I was like, oh man, these things have never touched the road. <laughs> yeah, you want to you keep that, <laughs> yeah. you know, all those traction as much as it can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, um, what's your favorite, this, this is my, this is my, my last favorite question. I want to know, out of all the moments that you've had in ultra races, What's your favorite moment? In an ultra race? Yeah. Um, 
if it's a wow. finish or a part of a story, some adversity that you overcame? I think I would probably say finishing JFK that first year. Yeah. I mean, as much as I love Seashore, but when I finished that 50 miler for yeah. the first time and yeah. my wife was there, my sisters and, and their husbands were all there, that was probably my favorite finishing moment. Mm-hmm. And the way they do it at the end of that race is just, it's, it's great. They've got the, the blow up finish line with, you know, everybody cheering and everything. Yeah. That's probably my favorite moment. Mm-hmm. But my, like I said earlier, one of my favorite racing moments ever yeah. was that rock and roll half yeah. last year. Nice. Well, I look forward to seeing you continue to improve, and really, you're you you're uh, becoming really one of the top runners in the area, uh, at least competitive wise. And it's just funny because you don't even care. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want the attention. I don't like the attention. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you sharing your stories with us and uh, really feeding some of my curiosities about you, man. It's been an honor to to have you here. Nice. Thank Thank you. If it's not clear by now, Mike Cap is one of my favorite runners in the area. And I. I'm stoked to follow him and see all the things that he does and how he does in his races and how he accomplishes the goals that he set for himself. Um, So I hope he piques your interest too and maybe even inspires you guys a little bit to always do your best and give it your all to beat previous versions of yourself and to, uh, to take on the challenges that are laid before you. Well, for now, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.